This is Daisenshui X of the Podcast, episode 105 for the week of December 2nd, 2007. Welcome to Daisenshui X, the podcast. One and only Dragon Ball podcast, as far as I can tell, and I do a search every once in a while just to make sure, and we still are. That's, that's <laughs> awesome. The only one. Only one. An extension of the all encompassing Dragon Ball fan site, Daisenshui X. That's right. We cover anything and everything. Dragon Ball and hopes of enlightening and little bits of the entertaining. What's going on, everyone? Let's uh, go around. We got some cool people, some cool stuff to talk about, and an interesting schedule for recording because I don't know what the hell is going on. Let's start over here with, um, I guess, top billing to my lesson proverbial right. This is Mary. Hey there. Notice what I did? Yeah, what? What did I do? You gave me top billing? No. I don't know. I didn't say the Mary. Or proverbial. Oh, wait, no. Yes, did I, you? I did I'm that. I'm so, like, <laughs> immune to hearing that Are now. you here? I was going to say, you're either not here listening to me at all, or you just don't hear that stuff anymore. I have extremely short-term memory. Fantastic. How you doing? You're Mary. Uh-huh. You run a site called Templo Trunks. In you're theory, Dragon yes. Ball fan. Long time. Longer than you. Me love you long time. Oh. Yeah, that's great. I'm done with you now. Yeah. Julian, you're a guy over in Japan. What's up? Hey, so, yeah, um... I'm here, and I'm in Japan, and it's, well, it's uh, about 11.30 in the morning on Saturday. In Japan, it's Saturday morning for you. You got a test coming up. Tell me about this. Yes. Well, I'm taking the Japanese language proficiency test, or Nihongo no Ryokushiken, level two, which is the second highest. Two years ago, I took a practice test for this, and it completely kicked my ass. Ooh. But I'm, um, I'm pretty confident that I'm going to pass it this time. Good. I don't know how long it's going to take for me to do level one, though. Level you said you took the practice, off. what, two years ago? Is that what I heard? Almost, yeah. Oh, well, you've improved a lot in two years, so I think you got a pretty good shot at this. Well, thanks. <laughs> what I'm does hoping. this entitle you to or to do or whatever? It gives you official certification that's recognized by, you know, employers and such that you have a certain level of Japanese comprehension, which is helpful in gaining certain jobs which require you to, you know, be able to use Japanese. <laughs> Not Nice. Awesome. So, yeah. Anything else going on over there? Any cool stuff, stories? Well, I don't know. This past week was final exams for the term for the middle schoolers, so I was at the elementary school for three days in a row. Ah. It's it's always fun teaching the kids because they're always willing to put themselves out there and, you know, do what you want them to do for the lesson, but it's so tiring. Oh. <laughs> they have too much energy. <laughs> Give them a couple years. Is it or not middle school? Is it high school when they start mellowing out and don't respond to you at all? Or um, it starts in middle school, but that's also the time when they get really disruptive. High uh, school is okay. when they mellow out and listen to you. I gotcha. just don't have any high school classes. <laughs> Good times. All right, so that's Mary. That's Julian chilling over in Japan, doing cool stuff with the kids. That leaves me being Mike Vegito Ex, and I guess I am the ringleader of this here circus of a podcast. We have good times indeed for you this episode i think i don't really know this is episode 105 tentatively the manga review of awesomeness volume 11 you know it's the math doesn't quite work out if you go with 42 volumes one quarter would be 10 and a half so halfway through this volume we're a quarter of the way through the series Oh, wow. It's really flown by. It really has. We've been doing this for 11, almost a year now. Right, right, right. I remember when you first pitched the idea, it was like, four years of doing this? Oh, my God. But here we are a year later. Damn straight. And I can easily see us continuing reviewing the manga. Yeah. 
Hopefully the show will actually be going in four years from now. <laughs> if I still remember English in four years, then sure. <laughs> nice. So uh, as a quick recap, what we do is every month we go volume by volume. We give a little review of everything that happens, and we talk about it from all the different perspectives. Our uh, virgin newbie is supposed to be here, but he hasn't shown up yet. So I'm not quite sure how we're going to schedule that topic section of the podcast, but we'll figure it out. Well, be- since he lives you know, well, around exactly. the corner, if it means him coming coming over in the middle of the day tomorrow right? or right. at night, whatever. I mean, we usually get together at night anyway. So. We are intelligent adults. We will figure this out. Yeah, we're, we're so intelligent that um, you read the volume yesterday. <laughs> you don't have to tell them this. Even though Jeff lives around the corner, he has not yet read it. <laughs> That's how intelligent we are. <sighs> I act in the interest of full disclosure. I, I wish not to hide anything from our beloved audience. I appreciate it. I'm sure they appreciate it. So that's that. Uh, what other cool stuff we got going on this episode? We got that. We got news. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, we got your releases for December. Pretty slow month. And we got some emails. We're kind of cruising to the end of the year. Uh, we already talked about Julian over in Japan doing this test. Mary, we have any interesting stuff going on over here? Um, Just that the eBay auctions finished off. And oh, that's I right. I want to say thanks to any listeners that bid on some stuff. I know we sent out a couple of promo DVDs along with some of our winning prizes. Yeah, if we recognized any names or if you had sent us an email about something, we stuck a one of the summer promo DVDs in there. And Julian, I know we still actually owe you that, but I'm going to have to send you a care package of a whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> so yeah, we need to give you your volume of manga back. Uh, that was good. We sold uh, some Dragon Ball posters. We stole... We stole? <laughs> we stole. Yeah. It's a combination of sold and stole and steal. And I'm making new words. Just accept it. Smile. Yeah. Exactly. So it was um posters, video games, and I might actually do another secondary run of stuff. I don't know if I... <laughs> I'm really concerned because as you're saying that, you're staring off into the distance and the distance happens to be all of the Daisenshu <laughs> and the movie's Dragon box like, Ooh, like what are you looking no that you are could not make us a couple this. of hundred dollars no no i, I got some there. other crap that i'd be willing to part with like right. some figures unopened in boxes and gotcha oh, what other stuff some vhs tapes that i don't know anyone would buy for a penny uh, if there is any interest in old vhs tapes for a penny let me know wow. and i'll put them right. up. I feel too bad i still have my old dub vhs tapes i need to get rid of oh mine are down with my parents in boxes under a bed somewhere. Every once in a while, I bring something back if I want it. I want to digitize it or something like that. But anyways, we shall uh, trek onwards into the show. That's that's our stuff. We've been playing video games. I was playing Sparking Meteor this evening, and I actually still have it paused with the TV off because I'm trying to beat the Anayoichi Budokai on level three, but we're recording. So when we're done, I'm going to go back finish it more. We'll talk more about that game later and how it relates to the show. Normally I would turn to Jeff and say, hey dude, how you doing? What's going on? What's up with Low Fidelity? Which is his indie music review podcast. But he's not right next to me so I'll just say, apparently it's still going. You should go listen to it. Maybe we can have him plug it later on in the show. And with that, I think we're going to take it on to the Dragon Ball News for the week. Mary! Mike. Exciting week. Tell me about all the news. I can't keep up. Well, oh my god. First of all, I, I threw a shit fit on like really? Tuesday when I read the news about nothing. My mind was blown. For the first time in a long while, 
I actually haven't updated the site since the last podcast episode went up. I feel kind of bad wow. about that. I actually wanted to. Maybe I'll still do it. I wanted to put up um, a video clip comparing the Oolong transformation from the original pressing of the movie and then the remastered version, comparing you know the sock that flies up against yes. the wall with Splat. the CG. That's not news, though. Um the Atari Funimation thing, there hasn't been anything over the last week. No more movie news either. No, there's been no more live action. those have been the two hot topics. Exactly. They've been keeping us and busy. And without any information on that, we have no show. I, yeah, I know. I we do. I got nothing. Well, we'll put on a show. That's right. We got other stuff. Barn. We got other stuff we can talk about, other exciting things. So for the first time in a long while, I really don't have any news this week. And you've been looking. You know what? I know I- your tactic now for looking for news, and there's no news. No, no, no. But you know what's going to happen? Next week is going to be a shitstorm. Well, either the news is all going to come out Sunday after I put up this podcast oh, no, episode. Oh, no, we'll have to do the breaking news. Yeah, exactly. I'll put in a breaking news do-do-do-do-do thing. So let's take a moment to pause and see if I put anything in. And there you have it. That's the news. Let's take it on over to the topic. So here we are in the topic for the episode. Magically, you'll hear all about it later on, I guess. I'm so confused with time. Let's go around and introduce the panel for today. We've already met Mary. Hello. How are you? Well, I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm How the same as I was a few minutes ago. Or <laughs> like an hour ago, actually. Only dustier. Julian, you're still here. Yes, I am. And you're Still awesome. wearing pants. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that my line? Um, I guess. <laughs> we have not wearing pants, Mike. Uh, no, I'm actually wearing shorts. Believe it you or not. A crazy guy. I know. I went to Target in shorts this evening too. I didn't feel I changed. Anyways, we have gained another member of people talking. Jeff, you're here. And in a seat. Sort of. He's yeah, on the queue. It's an ottoman and a cat toy. This is just how podcasting goes. It doesn't Five get any better star than star podcasting. <laughs> I um, wish I could take a photo of this setup. It is so budget. That's right. Maybe we will. Where's your camera? It's right here. All right. Here. Here, let me take no, a picture. I'll do it. I got a better angle. Well, you, you know, this is so. this is our multi-million dollar recording studio. Exactly. You know? I mean, cuz we make we remaster footage and right. we make awesome HD podcasts, you know? We also work on porn videos. What? what? We're making fun of the guy. The guy who's like the remastering and then when you went to go oh, look at the right. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> all right, I've taken the picture and heads have been blocked out to protect the innocent. <laughs> you got me and that was perfect that was perfect timing because I had that look of like, did Mary say porn? <laughs> <laughs> Your head's not in the picture, so oh, yeah. so we are on volume el- <laughs> we're getting to the topic now. Volume eleven of the Dragon Ball manga. This is our as Jeff titled it, unfortunately, fortunately. I don't know, it just kinda stuck. The manga review of awesomeness so every month we go volume by volume we review all chapters and all events and then we go around and get the perspectives on what we just read so we have julian and myself that have read all of the manga before julian uh, skimming through in japanese as well mary this portion you have seen before but you haven't read before mm-hmm. and you are a longtime dragon ball fan so none of this is really new material to you at this point anymore anyways right from here stuff. on out right and then we have our buddy jeff here who is how i say the virgin or the newbie reading through the dragon ball manga for the first time in his life i'm such a noob you are a noob <sighs> lols so let's uh, get into volume 11 here this is going to be chapters 121 to 132 so if you're reading along at home with the viz graphic novels 
volume 11. You have the Tonkobon, volume 11. If you have the Kanzenban, well, figure it out from the chapter numbers. Let's get on into it with 121. Tell us a story, Mike. <laughs> you have to read it like a fairy tale. Gather around, children. Once upon a time, there's a tournament. Some people won. Get out. Get off my lawn. For reals. So, chapter 121 picks up where 120 left off. Imagine that. Shoutsu is about to fire the Dodompa as Kududin charges his Kamehameha. But he jumps up into the air to dodge the Dodompa and fires it from behind. Gets in uh, some pretty good hit with the blast there. But Shoutsu floats before he hits the ground, so it's uh, no ring out or you know anything like that. Kududin attacks him more, but Shoutsu uses his mental powers to freeze him and smacks him around a bit. Kududin figures he's, uh, if he keeps, well, it's Shoutsu here. If he keeps his hands outstretched, like his palms are up and he's doing that, like, wooga wooga kind of motion, that's what's getting the telekinetic psychic powers going on. So if he can take care of that, no problem. So he asks Chiaotzu what 3 plus 4 is. And of course, you know, he has to look down at his hands. He's like, uh, uh, uh. So the foreshadowing from last volume, remember that? Chiaotzu was like, what? I don't get it. What's the joke? Haha, here we go. So while he pauses to count his fingers, uh, he gets a punch to the gut. Chiaotzu starts the process all over again with the freezing, but Kududin shouts out, what's 16 plus 27? And finally, what's 9 minus 1? To further confuse him, and a punch sends Chiaotzu flying into a wall he slides to the ground out of the ring. So Kududin has won his match. Chapter 122, the announcer calls out Panput, who won two other tournaments, not Tenkaichi Budokai, but apparently two other fighting tournaments. Goku comes out and is introduced. Panput tosses a punch towards Goku, kind of like this, Jeff. Uh. Uh. Except you flinched. Goku did not. That's right. Yes. He can't see what I did, but it was really awesome. I, I, I'm, I'm shocked. <laughs> that was more than a flinch. I have to change my pants now. I'm very strong. Anyways, Pumphood shows off a bit to the audience, uh, much to their delight and amazement, and he says this fight will be over in 30 seconds. Very uh, cocky here. The fight begins and Pumphood rushes in. It looks like Goku dodges and elbows him to the stomach. Pumphood falls over unconscious right there. Tenshinhan, however, notices that it was a parry, followed by an elbow slam and three other shots. So he's getting a little concerned here that maybe Goku is uh, more than meets the eye. Jackie explains to Goku and Kududin just how strong they've become. So they're kind of like, wow, what, what's going on here? And I guess you would almost compare Panput to someone like Mr. Satan, where for a regular human, just an everyday Joe, he's really, really strong. But compared to like Goku, regular people just, they got nothing on him whatsoever. So now it is time for the next fight, and this is going to be Jackie Chun versus Tenshin Han. And as Jackie goes on, he uh, thinks it's a new era emerging here. So chapter 123, Goku and in debate about the match as Jackie and Tenshin Han prepare to fight. Fight starts off uh, very quickly. It's a pretty action-packed chapter here with uh, some trades back and forth. They kind of hop away from each other. Jackie uses the Zanzoken, but Tenshin Han runs in and kicks the real one. So this technique doesn't seem to be doing a whole lot anymore. Jackie tosses off his shirt and the fight resumes. I love old men going shirtless. Good times. Tension Han's arms are flying all over the place, but it's almost like a Zanzoken for the arms. Jackie grabs his wrists and kind of like holds him there. He knees him to the stomach and kicks him away, but uh, rushes right back in and knees him back. So again, more trading back and forth going on. Tension Han thinks Jackie is actually better than Sudo Senin. Ooh, he's uh, getting concerned again. It's chapter 124. Jackie asks Tension Han why he associates himself with Sudo Senin. He's kind of provoking him here. This is going to get into some really good stuff. Tension Han smirks and uh, unleashes even more power. First 
first up is a new technique. Love it. One of, uh, did we do a most stolen attacks top five list at some point? I'm pretty sure this was so. on it. Yeah. The Taioken, which, uh, Julian, I, I know what it is, but Julian, explain to us what Taioken would mean. Well, Taio is the sun, and Ken is a fist, so it's the, the fist of the sun. And basically, you know, you put your hands up to your face and shout, and magically a blinding flash occurs from somewhere. <laughs> from somewhere. And causing people to go blind for a minute. So Tension Hun knees Jackie from behind, right in the neck there. Great shot. Uh, he says he's not dead, but he's probably not going to wake up, but he gets up on the five count. So. We're going to see this a lot in this whole tournament. Everyone just kind of gets back up. Jackie continues to question Tension Han and his reasons. Uh, while being attacked, Goku learns what sunglasses are in the meantime. <laughs> we cut back over to the fight. Jackie continues questioning Tension Han. It's just like this little cutaway where he's like, oh, oh sunglasses. Oh, okay. Uh, Sudo Sending and Tension Han realize that Jackie Chun is Kami Sending. So we finally have some more smart people. It took them this long. I don't understand. Anyways, Tension Han <laughs> is getting pretty pissed off here and fires a Kamehameha. Just to prove he can. It's like, this attack, completely worthless. Look, I've seen it. I can do it. No problem. Uh, unfortunately, Jackie is forced to block it and kind of deflect it, because otherwise he might have killed some of the audience with it. So, uh, and again, Tension Han's just like, oh, such a simple attack, whatever. Jackie is oddly happy at this point. He kind of turns around and says he's been waiting for new fighters like this. And he just hops out of the ring, just kind of like, Tension Han realizes that the old man wasn't using his full power, despite what Sudo Sending is saying, where he's just like, ah, ha, ha, he knows he can't win, whatever. So there's already some kind of little understanding between these two, even though Tension Han doesn't have a clue what's going on. So since he hopped out of the ring, Tension Han wins the match. So next chapter 125, it is time for Goku versus Kudadin. Great fight. The friendly rivalry continues. Both Boys. are ready to rumble. Outside, and I think this is probably something we'll talk a lot about after, so we'll kind of cruise through it. Outside, Tension Han comes across Kamisenin changing back into his regular clothes, and they're kind of like, oh, what's going on here? Jackie explains his previous worry was that one of his pupils would win the tournament and get all cocky about it. So he entered, so there would at least be that kind of like fallback of if he has to beat his opponent, which he did in the previous tournament where he beat Goku, then at least... They know they always have something else to strive for because this guy beat him. Tension Han thinks that his own power showed, you know, Jackie that, oh, he'd never be able to win. And he's like, no, it's just he realized everyone's going to turn out just fine. He doesn't have to worry about it. Even you, Tension Han. Kamisen is just like, I'm really not needed here anymore. Uh, he says Tension Han can't be all that evil if he came here to talk to him and ask these questions. Tension Han refuses it. He's like, absolutely not. What are you talking about? Um, he wants to be like Tao Pai Pai, be the world's greatest assassin. Kamisen in agrees that, yep, I probably would have lost if we, you know, went all out in this fight. And Tension Han's like, this guy actually just admitted that he would have lost. Doesn't he have any pride here? What's going on? That whole scene kind of ends. Back at the fight, Goku and Kudadin are going back and forth with hits. A lot of the fights start out this way. They kind of trade back and forth. Get some counters, get some rushes, kind of complimenting each other with the fights. Uh, Kudadin faints one direction. I love this. This Goku's so trusting. And he gets in a good hit. Goku hops up into the sky. Kudadin follows him. He blinds Goku with sun reflected off of his bald head. He's being uh, innovative here with his 
his techniques. And he kicks him down to the ground. He's like, oh, even Goku can't take it from all the way up here. But Goku kind of lands on his feet and goes like, uh, uh. You ever land from too high and then your knees kind of like buckle a little bit? Looks like that's how Goku landed. So 126 here. Goku jumps up to attack Kudadin, kind of puffs his body up. <laughs> I don't know how. Like, takes his deep breath, and he slows himself down enough to avoid getting hit. They both land on the ground. Goku rushes in, charging the Kamehameha, jumps and fires backwards to propel himself at, like, the super speed for a smack to the face. Goku knees him on the ground, and the count begins. Tenshinhan and Kamehsen are super astonished. Back to the fight. Kudin gets up and he uh, rushes in. And he got a chop to the neck. He decides he needs a different approach here because this just isn't working. So he prepares his own Kamehameha. Goku tells him, no, don't do that. You're going to waste your energy. He fires anyways. And Goku just kind of blocks it with one hand. He doesn't really move. He just kind of puts up a hand to block it. Kududin disappears. And he's behind Goku and he grabs his tail. And unfortunately, they say, oh, that's his weak spot. So Tenshinhan picks up on that. So now they know what Goku's weak point is. Chapter 127. Goku falls over and everyone pretty much assumes the match is over. But Goku jumps back up at the 9 count and slams Kudadin to the ground with his tail. Apparently he's uh, not only been training for the last three years, but training his tail for the last three years. Good stuff. Kamisenin reflects on how much Goku has grown and how he no longer has any weaknesses anymore. Until Kudadin uses the oldest trick in the book to get in the soccer punch. And that's a... Huh? What's that over there? Smack. So how many volumes? How many volumes has it been? And I, I like, know. It, they keep doing this. I, I know. It, it won't be the last time. It always I'm works. Sure. So Goku disappears to everyone, but Kudin hears some tapping, and Tenshin Han is saying he can barely make out Goku over there during the fight. He's moving back and forth at like the super speeds. He's kind of like going back and forth, moving towards Kudin, and he's just like boo right in front of him and Kududin falls out of the ring everyone's like that's it that, that's how the, the match ends but Han saw the whole thing he saw how much control Goku had over the eight blows he delivered to him not only were there eight blows but he didn't deliver enough energy to like send him flying he made it look like he just kind of fell backwards Goku is smart sort of <laughs> anyways the announcer asks Goku if he wants to take a break because it is time for the final round Chapter 128, Kamisenin jumps up to watch with Kududin. He's like, you can't come in here. This is for us. But he's like, ah, oh, whatever. It's fine. Don't worry about it. And uh, it's all silent and the match begins. Lots of punches, kicks, blocks, throws, tail action going on. Denshinhan fires a Dodompa and hits Goku like into the ring. He pops back up and charges in though. Does the tap, tap, tap thing again that he did to Kududin. But Denshinhan lunges and hits where Goku will be. So he's kind of like, you know when you're playing... Space Invaders, you don't shoot where they are, you shoot where they're going to be. That's what Tenjin Han does here. He's Masterful a- analogy. That's right. Masterful. Futurama did it. So I'm kind of stealing my material. Don't give up your originality, man. <laughs> don't give it away. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's awesome. <laughs> anyway, so he elbows Goku into a wall, uh, a wall of the ring, so it's not like he fell out of the ring. And it's like this fast attack, slams, and he picks him up, kind of like a scruff in the neck kind of thing. He's ready to deliver the final blow. Chapter 129, Volleyball. <laughs> he tosses Goku into the air, dives in to hit him, then sets him up for himself, and spikes him into the ring. Julian... Uh, can you tell me anything about this? Like, he gets a weird face. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. So, yeah. He's like, Ikuayo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like, here we go. But it's very feminine 
sounding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His face gets all like squinty and weird and stuff. Yeah, it's it's a totally like women's volleyball kind of. Oh, all right, all right, gotcha. What they enter the Olympics or something? I mean, <laughs> but Goku hops back up. It didn't do a whole lot. Goku explains that he's going to fight the way Viz translated at battle level and not at tournament level. So Goku's been really holding back the whole time here. Is there supposed to be like a different translation of that? Or is- I, I don't know what the original terms were. Uh, actually, they, they use Sentoryoku for battle strength, which is weird because it's the same term that right. they use for right. power See, level. That's what I was wondering because I figured that's what the term would be, but, you know, it kind of not contradicts, but it's weird in how they use it later. Anyways, so we'll move on. Um, rushes in with amazing power and speed, lots of attacks, kicks tension on into the air, and he preps the Kamehameha, but he's like, nah, it's all right, whatever. So they're like, why didn't he just fire it? So Tenjin Han lands. He's very excited to be able to fight at a level like this. Kami Sanin explains to Kudadin that Goku is kind of looking at this as being a long-term fight. This isn't going to end right away. So he's saving his energy, conserving it for later, because he knows he's going to need it. So chapter 130, there are fast movements all over. The announcer says they can't even see them. You get some more Zanzoken back and forth and back again. Goku kicks from behind. It's like like that countering thing where you go behind them, they go behind you, then you end up behind them again, kind of starting where you or ending up where you started. Ten gets up and uses the Taioken again, and he rushes in. However, Goku has seen this before. Goku grabs his hand as he's punching him, and uh, gives him like a super punch to the stomach. Goku is wearing sunglasses, so not only did he learn what they are, but now he's learned how to use them. And somehow at some point stole them from Kami's Henny, and he's like, where my sunglasses go? Tenjin Han stays down, Goku walks over to return the glasses, and they'll talk him back and forth. He turns around to a knee in the face, though. Tenjin Han is not fucking around at this point. He's like, you left yourself open. So they kind of banter back and forth for a little bit. Kudade notices Kamisenin's eyes. He's like, oh, it looks familiar. He's like, oh, remember, you, you've seen my eyes before. He kind of like turns around. Watch the fight. What are you doing? Pay attention. He's like, yes, yes, okay. Kind of concentrates back on the match. I like these little cutaways that Toriyama does. We'll, we'll talk about that afterwards. Uh, so both Goku and Tenjinhan rush in. Goku seems to freeze in midair, and he gets smacked by a somewhat confused Tenjinhan. Two more chapters, chapter 131 here. They're both confused, rush in. Same thing happens again, but this time we see it's Chaozu, I mean, as if you couldn't tell, who is freezing Goku in air. He's uh, about to fall out of the ring, but he uses a Kamehameha to propel himself back in. However, we have yet another, how I call it, freeze smash. At this point, Tenjin Han himself realizes what's going on. Um, Sudu Senin orders him to kill Goku, but Tenjin Han's like, Chaozu, st- stop, what are you doing? And so they're kind of like talking, get this telepathy thing going back and forth. Finally, Tenjin Han actually verbally screams at Chaozu to stop. And he's kind of like, uh, uh, what? Like, you actually haven't seen this kind of reaction from Chaozu yet. And you kind of see, like, their relationship a little bit here. Where, yeah, they're both under Sudu Senin, but Chaozu's got something more to Tenjin Han here. Um, at this point, Goku gets up and runs in, but Kami Senin tells him to stop because... We obviously have to let these people take care of their own business first. Sudu Senin is pissed. Tenjin Han wants to win of his own accord here. He doesn't want to win by some cheating. He wants to actually win the tournament. So he gets to fight at this level with Goku. He no longer wants to be an assassin. Sudu Senin's like, ah, oh, you know what? That's it. I'm going to come kill you both. He screams at Chaozu to freeze them. Chaozu's like, no, Tenjin Han wants to fight. <laughs> <laughs> 
So he picks him up and he's about to kill Chao Tzu. All of a sudden, Kamehsenin fires his giant Kamehameha, hits Tzu Sen and sends him flying off into this distance. So uh, it kind of gets rid of him for now. Now the fight can continue uninterrupted. Tenshin Han says he's going to unleash another attack here. It's chapter 132, last one in the volume. He's preparing this other attack. Chao Tzu is glad it's the Shio Ken and not the Kikoho. Tenshin Han sprouts out two more arms. Shinobi has four arms. He runs in, he's yes. able to overpower and smash Goku down, grabs him again, headbutts. So he's uh, kind of kicking his ass here. But he gets smacked in the face with a tail, and Goku's able to get away briefly. Uh, Goku starts swinging his arms really fast to make it look like he has eight arms. It's like, oh, I'm just going to not even one-up. I guess two-up him here at this point. He runs in, they're kind of battling all of their punches each other, and he's able to kick Tension Han away. Tension Han realizes he can't win like this. This isn't working. Just like Kudin and decide he can't fight him. Uh, the way they've been fighting. So he puts the extra arms away, and it's time to use that move. Typical shonen. Oh no, they're going to use that move. Tension oh Hunt himself tells Goku, dodge this attack. Chaozu and Kamisenin kind of play the role of exposition here and explain that Kikoho can kill both the user and the recipient because it's just such a massive like life force draining attack. Kami Senin is pissed at Sudu Senin for like teaching Tension Han this attack. It's not something you should really be passing down. Tension Han tells Chaozu, don't worry, I'm not gonna die. I won't put that much energy into it. He hovers up into the air. Goku's all confused and starving. He's like, I'm not running away. I can take this. And Tension Han is ready to fire the Kikoho. And that is where the chapter and this volume end. Now that I have delivered such a phenomenal story to you, and by that I mean Toriyama delivered a phenomenal story to you. Where do I want to take it? Mary's smiling, so I'm going to go over to you first. I mean, maybe Julian's smiling, but I can't see him. So, Mary, take it away. What would you like to mention? I don't know, because I love this volume too much. Yeah. It was just so good. And I was thinking to myself, I like Tenshin Han so much in this arc that if I had discovered these chapters earlier on or learned about Tenshin Han at this point in the story, he'd probably be one of my favorite characters. Yeah. The Tempo Tenshin Han. Exactly. <laughs> it would still be TOT. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> That's hilarious. I was introduced to him in Dragon Ball Z, where at that point it seemed like Toriyama kind of gave up on him. But there's so much right. character development here, and I love the interaction between him and um, Kame Senin. It's just so good. And I think his character is awesome, and the techniques are really cool, too. I sound, so, <laughs> I sound like a noob. Like, I, like the I know, you're going to take that stuff for Jeff. They're cool and awesome. I just think this had abnormally decent character development, and the fight actually made me want more instead of me just being like, okay, get on with it, I get it. I think all of the fights were pretty evenly spaced out uh-huh. in terms of their length. I don't think they dragged out too much. I thought it was funny that they kind of... uh even the audience was kind of aware that, oh, this Goku and Krillin. I can't say Krillin. I mean, Krillin. I can't say it. Sorry. And when they said, you're like, trying to do a normal R too much. I know you can roll your R's really well. So why don't you just do it? There you go. That that fight ended anticlimactically. Yeah. It was kind of funny. Well, they thought it did. Even though it did. Well, yeah. So I don't know what else to say. All right. I'll keep going around and. Well, I'll discuss a couple certain things. Let me go over to Julian off in the distance. You don't have it in front of you, but I've just relayed the entire story to you. I know you like a lot of stuff in here as well. So what do you want to touch yeah. upon? 
Um, I mean, just the the speech that uh, Kamis Ending gives Ten Shinhan, and yeah. also uh, a lot of the stuff at the very end, I enjoyed too. The interaction between Ten Shinhan and Goku, and just yes. Ten, Hin- Ten Shinhan's real character development arc that he has in this volume. It's quite remarkable, in fact, I think, because he's really a conflicted character, not quite as openly evil as, say, some other people who show up later, but right. Um, Someone who has a set of internal values that he's been putting to perhaps not the best use, and maybe he realizes that, and he's fighting with himself over what to do. So, yeah, I mean, I really enjoy the volume for that. And I also just think it's really fun, the variety of action that's on display and just the interactions between the characters, Goku, Kuriri, Kamesenji. As a Dragon Ball fan, you know how everything goes. Uh, Tell me a little bit about how you feel about, like, new key attacks that are coming in. Those kind of become the standard later on. We've had a few earlier, you know, we're very used to the Kamehameha and the Dodompa by this point, but now we've got the Taioken. We see some more, not quite like blast attacks, but more techniques like the Shiyoken and uh, the Zanzoken is getting a lot of use here. How's that compare? How's it feel? How's it used here? Is it working? Uh, I think so. I mean, obviously, it, it comes up later on in a variety of ways, but for right now, it's novel and innovative, and it's another, ooh, look at that kind of moment. Right. I don't know, maybe, maybe um, Jeff the Prophet has something to add about, say, the um, <laughs> Koho, but... Uh... <laughs> right, let's go to Jeff. We've got a couple thoughts from Mary, a couple from Julian. Jeff, um, where do you want to take it? I, I won't start the normal way with, like, the pacing and that kind of stuff. <laughs> is, is there anything in particular that jumped out to you here that you want to talk about? Well, I think, um, I don't know, I think anything that I say has to be justified with my just or the original opinion of what I thought of this volume, mm-hmm. which is that I think this is the best volume of the entire series I've read thus far. Yeah. I Jesus Christ, there's so much packed into this <laughs> thing. I mean, there's really just like every single thing that, that you could possibly want from this manga with the added in bonus of so much character development and great interaction. Because mm-hmm. like, you know, I think what Toriyama's doing here that's just very different is um, not really just, you know, going on with great fighting illustrations, but, uh, you know, adding a dialogue to it mm-hmm. and then having these side stories that really uh, enhances the environment of what just what's going on. It just makes it like so fully rounded in 360, you know, like it's not like you're just watching two characters fight. You're getting the entire sense of where, you know, where these characters are. They're uh, fighting. Place. You're in their minds at the same right. time. You're getting exposition, but it doesn't feel like forced exposition. No, none of it is forced. If anything, this stuff is like perfectly placed. I mean, there's some good things in here that are foreshadowed, you know, from like one chapter behind where they actually happen, mm-hmm. like the sunglasses thing. Yes, you know? yes. Like you see those tiny things show up and then there are these bigger foreshadowing like the hands uh, with Chao Zhu. I want to like, talk about the sunglasses because right. it, it does feel like just this toss away. Oh, that's really funny. Right. But it works so well. And you're like, oh, he got me. Yeah, exactly. It's just like it makes so much sense, especially when you see how it's used later on. Uh-huh. So like there's just a great mold of like everything there. I think it's also the first time in the manga where you start to get some kind of personal attachment to some of these characters, mm-hmm. uh, especially with Tension Han, which yeah. I didn't really think was going to be possible because when they introduce him, he's just a badass. And, right. you know, well, I mean, some people can you know relate to that. But like <laughs> as it goes on, you're just sort of like seeing how human this guy is. And it just really draws you into the the series a lot. Is he the deepest character we've seen so far? I think, I so. think so. And I, I get really sad to think that he gets kind of pushed off to the side later on. Like, it seems like 
Toriyama really cares about him at this point. Like, it seems like he yeah. really has fun writing and drawing him. Uh, everyone yep. else seems so simple-minded and, like, very – they know what they are. They know what they do. Well, I think even Kame Sinan became more complex in this volume. Absolutely. Um, we have him – like, he's old and he's wise, and we're finally starting to see some of that come through. And then Tenshinhan simply just a young, confused person – it's great. I don't even know what else to say about yeah. it. Yeah, it's pretty true. Well, I think uh, what also helps is that there's really not a single dull moment in this entire volume. No. Like, you know, you could say this whole thing's great, and then there's, oh, there's this one part that just sort of lets it fall apart for like half a second. There's mm-hmm. really nothing like that in this volume, which no, is like, it, it's it, so exhilarating. It keeps going. It doesn't stop, but you don't feel like it needs to. Like, the moment I think of is um, right before the final fight. The announcer's like, do yep. you want to take a break? And Goku's like, no, nah, I'm good. Let's go. It no just jumps right into it. No even dirty gags. No. No right. jokes or anything. He, he's ready to go. And you're like, you're with him. You're like, yeah, th- that, that was fine. You're ready to go. I'm ready to go right with you. Let's get into the final match here. I think the only part in the manga where it could have fallen um, to, you know, oh, that was kind of boring was the Pompoot stuff. But that was so fast. Like, you thought that maybe, like, oh, no, is this going to drag on? Is this going to be a fight? But it just ends yeah like it's just a quick comedic thing and i think that was smart yeah it's really kind of i mean you got got a guy who's coming along looks like he's probably a muay thai boxer kind of guy and right right his name is originally thai i think but yep nope (laughs) that was quick (laughs) well it's curious because it's like you know what sort of role does this guy have but in the last tournament you know there was another guy just like this that went down in one round oh king choppa right and it's just like, you know, it's just the obligatory, you know, oh, I'm so badass. Let's, you know, this Toriyama bring in, a, you know, the regular human to mm-hmm. sort of put it in perspective. Right. But he just ends up the same way as the last character did, just like <laughs> down in one hit, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but you need that. Other than that, yeah, this volume is pretty much perfect. <laughs> Good. It's That's weird. It. I'm trying to think of what else we've read. And I know there's been volumes that we really liked and I'm having trouble remembering, you know, the numbers and everything. But I, I agree that this is like the best one so far. I mm-hmm. think... Up until now, I'm not sure about... No, I, I think Julian agreed as well. Volume 3, which was before the 21st tournament, and it was Goku and Kudu in training. training? Yes, yeah. the training yeah, volume. That was also really We all seemed to like that one the most. Yep. After that, we're like, you know, this is good, but it wasn't as good as that stuff. Is it because the characters are not fighting, they were doing their interactions, and now we have the fighting that we love with the development that we love at the same time, and it seems to be working really well here. I think what what really helps with that point is just that, you know, it's not Toriyama doing three settings at once and, mm-hmm. you know, forgetting about certain details at certain times, because we were fact-checking him, like, you know, every other volume going, oh, he missed a step here or something like that. Right. But in, in this one, you can't really do that. I mean, you know where everybody is, you know what's actually happening, and it's just all happening in one place, and since all his concentration's in there, just the story benefits from just having you know, full focus on just the entire environment, not just the uh, the fighting itself. I think that's what makes it so phenomenal. And yet it doesn't feel like it's dragging out. No. Like I know with some of the other volumes where it was a tournament, and to me it was like, okay, this is two volumes now, it's too much, but this is just like, give me more, give me more. Well, it's not over yet. I know. Right, actually, yeah, I, I gotta ask about that, actually. You know, coming from the newbie, alright, how come there's an attack that's more powerful than the Kamehameha? Because that's all I ever see when I watch the anime, so, like, <laughs> what is this new attack here? Oh, you'll see plenty more. 
I asked Julian yes. about this. Jeff, how do you feel about the attacks thus far? We have a mix of like the hand-to-hand and the key stuff and explosions. How does this feel? If you told me you know, that I would be writing a fighting series later in life, I would tell you you're freaking crazy. I would not be able to come up with any of the stuff that he comes up with in this in this whole volume, like, you know, the, the third eye thing with the blinding light and the hands and the psychic power and that sort of thing. Uh-huh. There's like a lot of new moves that amazing stuff. I, well, I mean, there's, there's, uh, there are things that we've seen before, like the, uh, illusion, the mirage effect with right, like you right, know, multiple right. gokus and whatever mm-hmm. like that you've seen before but like there's some really original stuff in here and not to mention there's like all this flash fighting mm-hmm. like you don't even see half the stuff going on it's just like blur lines all over the place right now that still feels like it hasn't gotten old right it will get really old at a certain point in the series. <laughs> yeah, I think because it's probably that's the second time maybe that yeah, it's, yeah. In, it's here in such saturation that it actually sort of fits. I, you know, I really don't have much more else to say about the attacks because I just think they're <laughs> they're well placed, they're incredible. I think uh, the one thing I have to discredit the volume with is that there really is like one special attack per chapter. Yeah, and so it becomes a little predictable. But even then, it's like nothing really that big a deal. Gotcha. It's still amazing. Before we kind of move off of this, does anyone have any other like scenes or things they wanted to mention from this volume? I think that's pretty much it. I mean, Okay. Then let us go with you, Jeff the Prophet. Jeff. You should make this a new segment. <laughs> this is like a mini segment, isn't it? <laughs> Jeff. Let's pick on the noob. Number yeah. one. Yeah, noob. Number one. Who's going to win? Oh, wow. That's a tough one. I'm still saying Goku. You're going to say Goku's going to win? I'm going to say Goku. Okay. We have a tournament here. Obviously, the rest of the series isn't tournaments. Where are we going to go from here? We've got new characters, mm-hmm. which seem to be pretty well developed. That They're too developed to just toss away, at least now. So where can the story go from here with the end of the tournament? The return of Suru Senin. Okay. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> he kind of flew off into the distance on the yes. Kamehameha. And you know me. I'm very suspicious about characters who just get flown off in distances. <laughs> yes, yes. You don't like it when they don't die. And you don't <laughs> right. see their death on screen. Exactly. He's going to get shot in the head and that's going to be the end of it. Um, uh, I think it's kind of hard to say after this volume. I mean, really, the only focus is who's going to win the uh, the tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, of course, if they win the tournament, they get the cash prize prize mm-hmm. which i guess would be another big thing because we know what happened the last time right they ate the money pretty much in, in a sense yeah exactly well you know with goku that could happen again depending on how long the next fight is very very true very true so um, well if you look over at the bookshelf here you know it's the viz so it's broken up into db and dbz you see that we have 12 13 14 15 16 still to go now you know the tournament at least continues in the volume 12 because goku and tension aren't done yet right so where are we going well, you know, I think last volume I said that we were going to expect like an alien presence of some sort. I'm still kind of suspecting that for at least one of the future volumes. Well, of course, it's going to be one of the future volumes. But I mean, like in the near future, maybe we get something uh, different out of that. Also, the uh, recurring villain. Yeah, you know, I I feel like P- uh, Pilaf has to make an entrance somewhere. Because, <laughs> you know, this is this is ripe timing for him to come back, you know. Um, other than that, it's very hard to say. I mean, other than like what's, I mean, other than the ending of the fight and what comes out of that, probably, I well, of course, I think Tension Han is probably going to join the gang. Okay. 
I, I, mean, I hope so. <laughs> Have you seen the Cell Saga? <laughs> yeah, okay, right. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen him fighting alongside everyone? Yeah, sort of. <laughs> but when does that happen? That's the big deal. That's, so that's I, a long ways off. Yeah, exactly. It's like it could happen right before the Cell fight or it could happen like right after that's this true. fight. That's true. You have no idea. Right. I have no I idea. Don't know but when. I'm, I'm going to say it's right after this fight. Okay. All right. Well, I don't want to say anything because next month we're just going to look back on everything that you said and we'll have responses to everything you said. And you're going to mm-hmm. be like, oh, shit, I can't believe it. Or you're going to be like, oh, I, why would I say something like that? So good stuff, Julian. I, yes. I don't want to spoil anything for Jeff. So do you have any anything to say to what's been discussed? Yes. Well, Jeff, I think you've made some interesting predictions and um, we shall see. <laughs> oh dear God. That's all I'm going to say. Perfect. <laughs> so is is this our favorite part of the series thus far? So far, so definitely. Far. So far. Yep. Yeah. Nice. I, I still really like Volume 3 and the Goku Kididin stuff. Yeah, it's probably my second favorite. Yeah, yeah, me too. But this is really good as well. Because tension is the new hotness. Tension? Yeah. Tension. <laughs> awesome. It's like I'm thinking tension, but now it's tension. We are at Han. this point in the series where I'm like every month, I can't wait to do the episode because we get to talk about this part of the series, and I am super like the next half a year in front of me. I can't wait. Like I can't deal with having to wait once a month here. <laughs> Let's just read them all in one shot. I, I'm- oh my god. <laughs> Actually, that brings up something we didn't talk about. The whole okay. fight against uh, Goku and Kuririn. Yes. Oh, my God. They that's fought. like That's a huge thing. <laughs> that is a huge thing. I liked Kuririn. Kuririn. Now I'm saying Kuririn. <laughs> you can say Kuririn. It's what Toriyama writes. Kuririn. I like his innovative use of techniques we've seen before. Like yeah. Kamehameha. Uh-huh. And yeah. Just and being sneaky with his head. <laughs> exactly. He's very crafty. I, mean, he's- I like him. Yeah. He's, oh, he's forced so to smart. think on his feet because Goku is too strong to attack directly. Exactly. Of course, uh, Goku is also able to think on his feet, at least when it comes to fighting. Not sure other places, but... Uh... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, it brings up the whole brain versus brawn sort of thing in this uh, particular chapter, especially because, you know, Kuriden does so many things to just throw Goku for a loop. Yep. And, uh, you know, he just he just keeps coming up with all these, like, good ideas, and it's just sort of... Uh, Jeff, over there! Look. <laughs> exactly. Again, yeah. Yeah, but it works. Wah, wah, I mean, wah. you you also see it again in a, a certain part of One Piece too, where there's a fighter who's much weaker than the other who resorts to a lot of other techniques in order to try and get the upper hand. But since Mike and Mary are woefully behind, I won't mention. Well, I can actually think of a certain fight in particular with a rod that changes shapes and someone does stuff with it to win the match. Well, I mean, I can apply that, that too. I, mean, I can apply it there. That's fine. Yeah, Nami, Nami's a pretty good example as well, although, yeah. And, uh, of. An- another guy with maybe a nose or something has had to do it plenty of times. Well, yeah, that's All basically right. it. Uh, we don't need to talk about every fight in One Piece because I can apply that sentiment to every single fight probably. So I think that's going to conclude Volume 11 of Dragon Ball. Jeff, as I was saying earlier, I don't think you were here yet. Dragon Ball is 42 volumes long. Yes. If you kind of do the math from there, ten and a half would be a quarter of the way through the series. Yes. So we're a quarter of the way through Dragon Ball now. Wow. Been doing this for about a year. Next wow. month will be a year. Oh my God, you're right. We're 25% into the series. How does it feel to be into that much of Dragon Ball now? <laughs> 
That's sort of weird. It seems like there's a hundred more volumes we're going to be doing I know, doesn't it? after this. Like, I, I didn't even think it doesn't even feel like that much time has passed since we've started. It this. doesn't. It really doesn't. So I'm really amazed at how far this has progressed in that much time. Like, it, it, I guess the volumes are much more drawn out than I thought they were going to be. Uh huh. So that's going to make it really interesting to see how all this stuff that I kind of think I know happens in these just what 30 volumes or 31 volumes left right you got me on this one man I am (laughs) like I'm like way over my head on this stuff but yeah this is gonna be awesome well that wraps up our discussion as far as I know we will be back next month with volume 12 to conclude the 22nd Tenkaichi Budokai and move onwards from there and uh, I guess we won't forget it this time we will take it on over to Mary and her top five list Mary, we have a top five list. Take it away. Alrighty. At number five, it's uh, page 21, and it's a funny-looking shot of Chowzu being slammed up against the wall. He's kind of got, like, bug eyes and uh, yes. very slapsticky. I thought like it was it. funny. Cool. Number four. Number four is uh, page number 174, and it is Goku attempting to imitate Tenshin Han's multiple arm attack, except he's just waving them uh, up and down. Right, right. He's waving them all over the place. Again, just another humor, you know, panel. Stupid grin on his yeah, face. Yeah, he's so cute. Nice. All right. So if that was four, what is number three? Number three is page 92, and it is Goku looking fairly badass for still being relatively young. He's kind of blocking away that attack with just his bare hand. Yes, very nice. It's I like, like that one. It's it was one of my favorites. Kind of a, a taste of things to come when people start deflecting attacks like they're nothing. You know what it really is? It looks like a very old, very, I don't want to say wise Goku, but an experienced Goku. Yeah. Where he knows he's that much stronger. He can he's take got it. that look on his face where he's got like 20 years on him, but he's still a kid. Mm-hmm. Very Good impressive. Stuff. So, how about number two? Number two is page 82. Okay. And it is Kuririn. Kuririn. I, you know, one of these days I'll get it. Okay. It's uh, Kuririn. Kind of acting like a balloon. Yes. <laughs> He's filled up with air to prevent himself from smashing on the ground, and it's almost like he's channeling Luffy. Oh. I mean, obviously the time doesn't work because One Piece was so much more later, but still, uh, it kind of reminded me of that. But, but I, I I see what you did there. Yes. All right. So that's 5432. What is number one? Number one wins by a landslide in my mind, and there is nothing. I mean, not, these four that I just mentioned don't even come close to number one. I'm it's already at the page. Page 123. Yes. <laughs> um, This very fruity-looking tension on that I do not understand. <laughs> Doing the, kind of like the serve. The serve, guys. Fantastic. It's so weird and funny and it creeps me out, but I love it. I love it as well. So many conflicting emotions. Number one. That was your top five panels from volume 11 of the manga. Yes. Every time we do one of these manga reviews of Awesomeness, do your top five panels. We'll put up, not screenshots, but I guess scans over on the top five page. Great. And we'll do some more top fives in the future. Yes, hopefully. Good stuff. And with that done, we turn it on over to the releases. So we're into December 2007, the year is coming to a close. 
The releases seem to be a little slow. We've had some pretty busy times. Mary, we got something coming out here, uh, kind of finishing off the U.S. for the year on December 4th, which is a Tuesday, although that's the ship day. It's usually in stores the next day. What's out? It is uh, just in time for the holidays. Dragon Ball Z Budokai Tenkaichi 3. That you is did the, it. I said it properly? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I had to like, consciously think, oh my, I'm so used to you running around saying Budokai Tenkaichi. Budokai, Budokai, Budokai. I'm like, that's not the name <laughs> anyways yes anyway um it is the north american version of sparking meteor the video game and this is the wii version that we're talking about the ps2 version came out last month and you can get this for about 50 bucks on sites like amazon and whatnot yeah same price everywhere you won't get it really cheaper many other places julian yes japan is finishing off yet another series what's up on december 5th yes on december 5th Dragon Ball Region 2 DVD Volumes 25 and 26 come out. These cover episodes 144 to 53 from the end of the 23rd Tenkaichi Budokai to the end of the series and that weird little filler arc that happens after. <laughs> um, Let's get Journey to are. the West stuff, and I have a cell from I was it. just about to say, you have a cell from that. Anyways, please continue. Yes. Anyways, these are 3,999 yen, or no, not 99, 3,990 yen each. Which translates to what I used to say, what three thirty-five dollars, but the dollar's been sinking. Yeah, it's probably like thirty-seven, thirty-eight. <laughs> right, which is good for me since I'm in Japan making True. money. But anyway, <laughs> but I'm not going to get these because they're too expensive. But if you want them, links can be found for Amazon Japan and CD Japan. They'll be taking a month off after these, resuming with Dragon Ball GT DVDs in February. I bet these will sell really well. What these? Because the Dragon Ball ones? individual discs regularly sell. Oh well. my I see God, them on, yeah. the t- on the top list, but since this is the end, it might be like really good. Yeah, true enough. How do you think GT is going to do? I don't I even want to predict that. Maybe the first couple and the last couple will sell pretty well. Maybe and I mean, no maybe care. the Japanese have different perspectives on GT than we do. Well, <laughs> you know, it's nostalgia, and nostalgia makes everything better. That's <laughs> yes. right. <laughs> All right. And finally, on December 12th, which is a Wednesday, over in Spain, they've got DBZ TV remastered. And I already say it's volume 17. I think so. Yeah, this is episodes 134 to 141 of La Saga de Cell. And this is going up into cells showing up for the first time right at the end there. And this is a two disc set per the norm. It is 24.95 euros. And you can get more info on sonadebede.com. That's the releases for December that I can find. Perhaps uh, a couple other things will pop up, but I doubt it. Let's take it on over to the emails. We got four emails this week. Holy crap. Yeah, Are you sure you don't bit. want to spread this out a little more? No, it's okay because we didn't have any news. So I'm kind of, you know, spacing up the emails a little bit to make yeah. up for lost time. Sure. Yeah. So I'll take the first one here, which is actually from Albert. Albert says, hey, guys, I just recently finished listening to episode 104 and thoroughly enjoyed your review on the remastered Dragon Ball live action movie. Those are air quotes for, you know, people listening. Anyways, I liked it so much that I've decided to venture out and purchase a copy of my own. However, every retail store that I go to doesn't seem to have any copies of this movie in stock. I tried looking on different websites like Right Stuff, Anime Castle, and Deep Discount, but they don't have it either. Even websites like BestBuy.com are out of stock. Could it be that this movie is actually that good? Or is this just some strange coincidence? Anyway, since you guys pretty much trashed this movie in your review, maybe it's all for the best. However, I still feel that I should add it into my collection. What do you guys think? 
This is very true. I ran into this problem despite pre-ordering it on Right Stuff. I think my shipment was delayed a week. I, I'm pretty sure the whole deal here is that Tai Seng isn't really, you know, a major distributor. We had like probably 500 copies. <laughs> 500 <laughs> copies <laughs> left, left in stock. Hurry, order. Oh, uh, however, Amazon finally has a listing for it. They didn't have a listing for this new version of it for the longest time, but we'll give you a link to it. It's $12.99. It's in stock. That's uh, pretty much on tap with what Right Stuff had it for. So I would say go grab it from Amazon. I think they have the original as well. So you can get both versions for the price of a single DVD. Although oh, now that boy. we mentioned this link on the show, that's true. <laughs> they'll get sold out, and then they'll be like, "Wow, this movie's super Why popular. Why are people buying this? <laughs> we should make thousands more." Yes. Uh, Mike, true. I think you're having an effect on the sales of the DVD. People are going to run out and buy it just to see how bad it is. I know. Isn't It'll that make great? a great drinking game or a party game, <laughs> or you just end up dying as a result. Let's go I on to the next. Rush to hospital with alcohol poisoning after watching a really bad movie. Oh, let's go to the next email. This one comes. To us from Sunny, and let's say, Mary, you read this one. Okie dokie. Is this the same Sunny that bought something from me? Bought yeah. something? <laughs> bought something. Perhaps you shouldn't read this email. But I haven't even been drinking. Voice. You know what? No, I'm going to switch around. Julian, you read this email, and Mary, you'll read the next email. Sure. So, Sunny tells us Hey guys. I just read on IGN.com about the Naruto Japanese voice cast being available as a free download on Xbox Live for Naruto Rise of a Ninja. Seeing that uh, available made me think about Dragon Ball games for these new systems. I like the Japanese background music and the Japanese voices, so I wanted to know if you think this could happen with Dragon Ball. Good question. Now, the deal here is that we've been getting the Japanese voice cast with the Dragon Ball games. Um, ever since the Collector's Edition special... No, it was the greatest hits of Budokai. Yeah. I can't remember all those terms. Like, it came out, there was a regular edition. There was the Collector's Edition with the bonus DVD. Then later, there was Greatest Hits. Anyways, from that point on forward, it seems like all the games coming out over here have included the Japanese voice cast as a selectable option. However, for the Sparking games, the Japanese music has not been available. So I guess the question for... I'm going to spat out the phrase for the DLC that's downloadable content for you uh, could the Japanese music be downloadable content for the games I don't see why not I but mean legally I mean why haven't they brought it over before I we don't know we have absolutely no idea we don't know if there's some licensing commitment that will disallow it or do they just not want to do it the common thought has simply been and I don't know how much truth there is to this Funimation's dub of Dragon Ball Z up until these remastered sets never had the Japanese music available in them. At least in the Budokai series, it was all new music. Like, it was its own entity. Then with the Sparking Games, it was the Japanese music, which Funimation never used. So it, it's confusing. We don't really know. Technologically speaking, yes, it's entirely possible that a separate you know, music track could be additional download content for a game. Will it happen? I don't know. They probably don't see much of a market for it. Well, the thing with uh, the Naruto voice track... I mean, track, it's free, so I it guess free, it's not right. even a matter of a market. True. I actually wanted to mention this a while ago, just is like a, a side note because I remember when I was reading about the game first coming out I believe Ubisoft made it so I don't know if you want to consider that American it's non-Japanese made but they were saying that they were going to get a Japanese voice track made for the game despite it not being a Japanese made game I guess they didn't have it done in time for the launch of the game but you know at least it was free available 
download later on. That's pretty cool. Um, we don't know about Dragon Ball games on future systems. There have been hints about 360 and PS3 versions. Um, we saw the job posting for Dragon Ball Online for 360 so long ago. Uh, Atari has dropped hints about PS3 versions. But now Atari, who the fuck knows what Atari's going to do? They can talk out of their <laughs> ass and it's <laughs> like, whatever what the hell difference they want <laughs> So, I don't know. Um, I guess it comes back to, yes, I hate to say the exact same words, technological speaking, entirely feasible, entirely possible, probably not likely with music because they just put the voices in there anyways because games are all Japanese made. Whatever. Let's go on to the next email from Cat in Bags. I love that name. Cat Mary. in Bags. I would love to see that. <laughs> Why don't you I'm read- going to try that right after the podcast. Oh my god. Our <laughs> poor kitties. Mary, read the email from Cat in Bags. Hi, Cat in Bags. I have been listening since episode 87, and you seem to be the right guys to ask. In the Mount Paozu level in Sparking Meteor, you can see Grandpa Gohan's shrine. If you keep going straight from the shrine's doors, you arrive at a house. Is this Goku's house? Did they ever mention this fact in either the manga or anime? P.S. Keep up the good work. Julian, take it away, man. I don't really know the answer to this question since, you know, I'm not a video game kind of player. I, I can but, tell you it, it's just like the series. But the, in that case, it's probably exactly <laughs> Goku's house. Yeah. I mean, it, it's always implied that he lives in the same area that he always did as a kid. Right. It's just that the house that he did live in becomes kind of a monument to his adopted grandfather. Right, right. Um, Mary, you played through Legacy of Goku, too. I'm actually thinking when the, that game begins, you're kind of in that area. Do you remember I really this? don't remember oh, anything okay. about The shrine it. is kind of down on the bottom left, and if you walk up and to the right, there's the Stone oh, Family minute. House. wait a minute. I do remember now, yeah. Remember that? Uh-huh. Yeah, th- this is entirely I remember, after. like, tree stumps and weird crap. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Again, fighting snakes and... Nonsense like that. Yeah. Yeah, they're in the same area. Uh, it seems to be pretty heavily implied that the Soen family house is in the vicinity of the old shrine. Um, we see, you know, what? I was thinking in the GT TV special, uh, Goku Jr. goes to the shrine, but I can't remember if the house was around in the background at the same time. Well, it's been but, 100 years. It might be, you know, gone. <laughs> well, Especially no, the, the shrine house. was in pretty good shape. I mean, it was kind of torn up inside and stuff, but it was, you know, standing. But, um, Maybe we can find a scan from a Daisenshu or something like that that'll show that everything's in the same location. Whatever, if we find something, we will uh, throw it up in the form thread for the episode. So here's something. At the end of episode 16, this is when Gohan comes back from that orphan shenanigan stuff going on. Uh, it's that thing where Chi-Chi kind of goes like, ching She thinks Gohan's outside. She hears him or something. She looks out the window from inside their house, and towards the forest, we can see Grandpa Gohan's shrine right over there. So they are definitely near each other. So with that, let's take it on to the last email. This is from Jun Kim. It was actually a long email. Um, lots of stuff about the live-action movie. That's been the big news. The live-action movie. We had our episode, What Will It Take to Do a Good Live-Action American Whatever Movie. So uh, there are thoughts on the cast and its staff and its music and all that kind of stuff. But we're going to take uh, the last part of the email because otherwise the email will be its own episode, which we pretty much already did a couple episodes ago. So I will read the selection from the email. In closing, (laughs) I love how we start with in closing. (laughs) You guys have a good podcast. I'm amazed that anyone could keep up an hour plus podcast every week for the past two years. I am too. The consistency is appreciated. You guys sound like good people and you have my respect. Lest this email sound too positive, I'm going to add that you don't have my laughter. You guys are full of good information and opinions, but you're not funny. And I'm in no way fluent in Japanese, but Julian's spelling? 
Japanese makes me cringe for some reason. Russell Crowe's phonetic Japanese in The Insider almost sounds better, but it's obviously improving with every episode, so kudos to you. Until you're utterly perfect at it, I'll just have to rein in this desire to punch your face when you speak it. Hope you don't take any personal offense. I find that I want to punch a lot of people in the face. So there you have it. A bit of the sweet and the sour. Also, completely non-Dragon Ball related, I had a friend who also went to Japan through a teaching program and went through a similar situation where the organization that brought her over crumbled. She was left unemployed but was lucky enough to be hired as an AET, is that the correct acronym, and ended up having a great time. Thanks for the podcast. You guys are utter geeks, and I mean that in a good way. Oh, my. <laughs> was that a young guy or an old man? I, I don't that was know. his rough, um, yeah. juvenile, delinquent oh, man that, voice. Oh, that's true. That's the, the juvie accent. All right. So does anyone want to start off here in response to Jun Kim? Well, glad you liked the show. Does he? Or she. Or she. It. Says you guys have a good podcast. So oh, true enough. Yeah. All right, then I'll just take it. First off, I think Julian's Japanese is great, but, you know, what well, frame of reference do I have? better than the average American otaku. <laughs> Very well, true. I mean, the fact that I understand what I'm saying helps a lot. I mean, I realize that my Japanese is not perfectly natural since, you know, I'm not a native speaker. But all the Japanese speakers or native speakers that I've encountered always compliment me on my Japanese and not always in the backhanded, oh, you can speak any Japanese at all kind of way. (laughs) (laughs) Gotcha. All right. Then I'll take it from here. Uh, I'm glad you sort of like the show. It sounds to me like maybe a better option would be to just read the website and not listen to the podcast. We're a hundred episodes into the show. We've pretty much fallen into place with who we are, how we interact. I mean, we've been friends for years anyway. So, I mean, this is all natural how we talk to each other. So the show is pretty much as it's gonna be. I don't see too many changes how that all works. So if by this point you're not into the show, I don't see too many things changing that would change your mind about that. I don't know. I, I totally wouldn't recommend, you know, just going to the website if you felt that way about the podcast, because honestly this podcast is chock full of more content that's uh currently on your I mean you know, as a organic living being, you know, your site's not updated that often. So I think if they wanted, you know, more content, the podcast is better to listen to. But I think if they were that personally annoyed by us, then maybe the website is a better option. But still, I, I, I don't think going. you're going to be finding much in the way of new stuff if you just restricted yourself to the website. I mean, you can always look at the supplemental discussions that go along with the show and sections when we put them up, like the tidbits and all that kind of stuff. But, I mean, if you don't like us, you don't like us. And yeah, but they like us enough to keep listening to the show. Right, so, so I guess there's something there. I'm glad that even if you absolutely, not that they said this, but even if you absolutely despise who we are and what we do and how we sound, If you're still listening at that point, you're either finding something of interest in the content or you're you're a completely masochistic person. (laughs) I don't even know where to take it from there. And then you deserve to be suffering. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You brought it upon yourself. So Um, if we're not funny, then we're not comedians. Uh, No one pays me to do this. Be awesome if I got a paycheck for every good (laughs) joke that I spat out. I'd still be really poor, but it would be pretty cool. See, that's what I need. Every time I say something genuinely funny, someone should throw a dime at me. 
and then I'll know. And I can get – is this a dime? Oh, my God. It is a dime. That's the one you gave me, my paycheck, for that, uh, a couple episodes ago. I gave it right back at you. Oh, I see. Not only are you being funny, but you made a reference. So I guess I have to throw the dime back no, at you. No, it's all yours. Oh, all right. But uh, it's coming full circle. That dime's been sitting there since you paid me. I mean, it's not really a circle if it's just between the two of you. <laughs> it's more of like a line back and forth. <laughs> Uh, I have no idea where I'm taking this, but I'm glad to hear that there's something in the show that you find enough of interest in to keep listening. Maybe it's just to win contests in the future. I mean, that's kind of like a bribe that we do. Whatever. But uh, so Jun Kim, keep on listening. Hopefully you'll either decide one way or the other or just kind of sit back and accept it. They'll learn to love us. <laughs> you'll learn we'll to make love them. us. That's right. Bribe or Talk no bribe. Talk into your dreams. That's right. You'll start hearing yes. me talking to you in your sleep. I'll, I'll be telling you about my cell oven nightmare in your sleep. And then we'll become one. I'll enter your dreams. Anyways, that is uh, the bunch of emails for the episode. That was quite a batch there. It was all over the place. If you guys have any questions, comments, concerns, hopes, dreams, aspirations, uh, predictions. Um, Desires? Desires? Did I Holiday say wish lists. Hey, I think Jeff's here. Mary, why don't Someone's you... Someone's at the door. Yeah, yeah, it's open. It's like our April Fool's podcast. <laughs> yeah, except Jeff's not actually going to kill me this time. I don't, I don't <laughs> think. Yeah, you killed me once. Uh, you know, and it was, such a, it was such a bitter moment in my history. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, now we can do the topic as well. That's true. So now we'll go back and we'll do that. So uh, let's end this part of it, and then we'll go back and, like, insert it, and it'll be phenomenal. So, Mary, yes. if you have an email, where do you send it? You can send your emails on over to podcast at com. Spell it. P-O-D-C-A-S-T at D-A-I-Z-E-X dot com. Good. Julian, I actually realized that we didn't answer one of the questions. A-E-T, is that the correct correct acronym it's um alt alt all right there you go all right so uh that's the emails sending questions and all those other words that i said i don't remember what they are anymore go into the end of the show uh upcoming episodes next week is hopefully potentially going to be the final thoughts on sparking meteor that's budokai tenka ichi 3 that you got coming out on the wii this week we've been playing the japanese ps2 version since it came out and we are ready to give you the final thoughts we got some uh tv arc reviews coming up in the future i have some other things i came up with a great feature idea for the site today i don't know if i'll turn that into a podcast episode or not that'll be good times I'm trying to schedule a guest. Wait, you're trying to schedule a guest? Yes. What the hell are you talking about? I already told you about this. I was talking to Scott, and I was like, you need to stop by sometime. Oh, well, now you just told him who it is. Well, you can edit that out. No, no, it's fine, because they don't know what the context is going to be. Okay. And it's not what you're thinking at all whatsoever. Uh, so that's awesome. Yeah, let's try to do that pretty soon. Let's yeah. do that in December. Sure. All right, we'll say Scott Well, it's going to be, be up here. to him because he's the one with the whacked-out oh, work schedule. Sure enough. All right, so that's that. Let's wrap it up. Uh, visit us on the website and the chat and the forum. All those are cool things. Let's say goodbye to everyone. <laughs> Jeff, goodbye to you. <laughs> oh, bye. Uh, bye. <laughs> uh, we'll see you for the topic, which people already listened to. Ooh, he's a time traveler. I'm so confused. Wow. <laughs> uh, Mary, Temple of Trunks, cool place. 
Um, yeah, sometimes yep. <laughs> I need to update. No, no, you don't. It doesn't matter. Where is it? You can find it at. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Where is it? It doesn't make sense. I'm getting mixed messages. You can find it at T-E-M-P-L-E-O-T-R-U-N-K-S dot com. And I just realized I've had a almost week old eBay notice up there that I really need to get rid of. <laughs> I took mine down that day. Yeah, I forgot. Uh, all right, whatever. Uh, Julian, you're the guy that's over in Japan and you do that site, Daizenshu EX with me. And. And where is it? Yes, you can find us on the web at http colon slash slash www.daizex.com. That's daizex.com. No, it's not. Daizex. Daizex. <laughs> it's daizex.com. So that's Mary, and that's Jeff, and that's Julian. So that's the end of episode 105. We'll hit you back with 106. Sparking Meteor final thoughts in next week. And that leaves me, Vegito VX. And I guess I'm going to go back and do the topic now. Podcast Dyson Shoe EX. Merci pour nous écouter cette semaine. À la prochaine. What about your blackberry? Is that too close? Yes, thank you. Testing! That looks better. Mary! Hello, hello. Ju- Julian! Hello! How are you? <laughs> Good stuff. Okay.